Praise the Lord. Amen. I think he's still got a little preacher itch in him, don't you? I kind of sense that in him tonight. Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord and, and uh, just to iterate what he said. I, uh, Sister Heather Wilcutt, I don't know if she's here tonight, but she did a great job last week. And uh, yeah, praise the Lord. And then Sister BB the other, other day. Some of these women, I'm telling you, they, 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 they got some stuff in them, don't they? And uh, it's awesome, man. And, and uh, it's just amazing what God is, is doing and that uh, uh, the, I'm, I'm just thankful that we got people that knows the word of God and that can give it in times that we need it. And, and uh, I'm thankful for the power of God, folks. And uh, I always, uh, I don't get disappointed with uh, very many speakers other than Brother Randy and Brother Miller's time, but... The rest of you guys, man, that speak, Sister Miranda and different ones, they do just such a great job. And Just kidding, Brother Miller, but uh, <laughs> he didn't get it. <laughs> if you've got your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 6, and I'll just give you a, a, a little devotion tonight of what I feel like the Lord has is, is, is laid up on my heart. And uh, I, I truly believe tonight, church, in the power of prayer. Uh, when this thing started several years back and uh, we uh, was told that it was going to turn into a prayer meeting, uh, if you're like me, most prayer meetings are uh, started, but they end quickly. seems like it's hard to get people to pray, and they don't last very long. I've seen pastors over time and, and over... Uh, 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 years and days they call prayer meetings and they will have them and you get a good crowd once in a while then it just starts fading away but uh, ours has just been a constant thing where I've seen God just let it keep growing and uh, because I believe that prayer is important and I was thinking about Lord you know We've had everybody speak on the subject of prayer. We've had people talk about it. We've had people illustrate it. We've, we've had different ones that just spoke their hearts and, and testified about uh, your goodness and your mercy. And, and um, we've just heard it. And so, uh, and I know that tonight what I'm going to say is nothing new uh, that you've heard it before. But I just felt impressed that the Holy Spirit laid this on my heart and that uh, uh, God just kind of put it in my spirit to to uh, talk about for just a few minutes and uh, Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 just simple scripture it says but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own things sufficient for the day is it in own trouble. Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your love and for your mercy. God, we thank you for this people tonight that's come out. We just pray that you bless your word. Let us receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Seek him. I thought, man, over many years, I've heard somebody always talk about this particular passage here where uh, we was talking about when we seek God and all these things shall be added to us and and I begin to wonder about all these things that's going to be added to us and I seen in a place where Jesus said when you seek me with all your heart he said you'll find me 
And I think that there's not a one of us tonight that we always are trying to find what God's purpose and what God's plan is. Matter of fact, the Bible talks about in Psalms that if, if that we would do, delight ourselves in the Lord, that he would give us the desires of our heart. And I know a lot of people misread that scripture and a lot of them take it out of context. It doesn't mean that he'll give us a new Rolls Royce or it doesn't mean he'll give us a new house. It doesn't mean that he'll give us the worldly things that sometimes our flesh appeases to it. But it means that he will give us the desires of our heart that we have for his kingdom. And when we have his kingdom in mind, we have a kingdom mentality. And we begin to seek after those things that is pleasing to God. And then everything else will fall into place. Uh, I think it was A.W. Torres. Uh, he had one time wrote a book to, to pursue God. And uh, in, in his book, he talked about that he wanted God to get all the clutter out of his life. That it would just be him and God alone. Well, if anybody knows A.W. Torres, he's a, he was a great man of God in his day. We must earnestly, earnestly pursue that which God has promised. We must earnestly pursue that that God has promised us tonight. And I truly believe that we have the promises of God all around us tonight. See, I believe that sometimes that when we think that things are bad, that God's fixing to do something good. I was praying last night about 1.30 or 2 o'clock in the morning. I was actually praying for the service, and I was praying that God would have his way. And all of a sudden, I don't know if you've ever done this or not, but I was tired. I got a little prayer room in my closet in the third bedroom off in the back of the house. Well, it, Connie had went to bed, and, and, and the Briley had went to bed, and I went into, I thought, man, I really want to go in there and pray. And we my kids come down, and we had a lot of clothes that we were getting ready to give away, so they was all in that closet, and it took me about 10 minutes to dig them out. And so finally, I got them dug out, and I went into the closet, and, and uh, it was just me and that closet and a desk and my Bible and different things in there. And I just began to pray, God, I want your will to be done in my life. I have found myself at times so selfish so uh, got caught up in the things of this world and get caught up in the things that you're doing and the things that you would like to have and the things that you want to pursue that probably just makes the flesh feel good for a moment. You know, it's like you buy a brand new vehicle, then after about six months that new wears off and so does the payments. They get old. And I find myself, I'm always in a place when I pray with, into God, and when I pray and I get into a place of prayer and interceding with him, it never gets old. And I find myself feeling strong in the spirit. I find myself just able to uh, feel things in the presence of God that I never felt before. And all the things that I thought that was important, when I seek him, they become less important. And when I really find out God you know, I didn't really want that or I didn't really need that. I just need you. I often wondered why David's son, Solomon, could have had anything that he wanted, but he chose, God, just give me wisdom from you. He, he, he found the purpose of seeking God first. 
He found the purpose that if I put God first, everything else will fall into place. And I think that that's what God's looking at in us tonight. We got big dreams for this church. We got, we got dreams that God's going to do great things. And I know that there's a lot of hungry people in this place because you wouldn't be here on Wednesday nights in a prayer meeting if you didn't. And I was thinking, Lord, I don't know what you're going to do, but I believe that we are on the brink of something great. And as I was praying, it was just simply a word dropped into my spirit. He said, because people is seeking me first. They're not worried about the things that they want, the things that they desire, or the things that they have need of, but they're starting to seek me first. And when you seek him, everything else comes into play. And I was reading in the very first chapter of the book of, of chapter six, it says, do good to please God. It says, don't show what you're doing. Don't let everybody see what you're doing. But let your heavenly father check you out. Let him see what you're doing. And what is done in secret, he'll reward you in open. And then it goes on. He shows us the model prayer. Our father, which art in heaven. In the same chapter that I'm talking about, things happen drastically. He says, I will show you and he will show me a path of life. And in Psalm 1611, he says, I'll show you a path of life. In your presence or in his presence, he said there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there is pleasures forevermore. He said, I'll show you those things when you put me first. When you lay aside every every weight and every sin and everything that slows us and drags us down. I always wondered why guys, when they rode a bicycle, they was naked. Or when they run, they, they're half naked. They, and I found out, I talked to a runner one time, and he said, the reason we dress the way that we do is that we don't want nothing holding us back. We don't want nothing that could get caught on anything. We don't want nothing to slow us down. We're, we're, we're going somewhere and we don't want nothing to stop us. And I thought, man, that's how the church ought to be. We ought to be so hungry for God that we, we will follow him in his path. And when we do, in his presence is joy forevermore. Man, I, I know that we all go through things, but when we're in the presence of God, there's no greater peace than all of that. He said, peace I give you, not as the world gives you peace, but as I give you peace. Just think of that. God wants us to enjoy the journey that we're on tonight. He wants us to enjoy the journey. The journey of uh, enjoyment is basically a stress-free, worry life. That's what God wants us to have tonight if we put him first. Man, aren't you glad that we're on this journey together? We're on a great journey tonight, folks, and that is serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This is not about us tonight. It's really about him. And so when we put him first, these things happen. Contentment isn't getting what you want. It's being satisfied with what you have. 
That's really, let me read that one more time. Contentment isn't getting what you want. It's being satisfied with what you have. Seeking first the kingdom is hungering after God tonight. And I really believe that he wants us to hunger after him. As a deer panteth after the water brook, Lord, oh my soul longeth or panteth for thee tonight. See, I really believe that the Lord wants us to long for him and to want him to be number one in our life. God wants us to have an appetite. And the kind of appetite he really wants us to have tonight is a spiritual appetite. I, I'm, I, I want to tell you something that I'm ashamed of. I've been, I've been a pastor for almost 15 years or 16 years. And I'm 60 years old now. I don't pastor no more. But I still serve the same God that I did before I pastored, after I pastored, and while I was pastoring. And one of the things that I, I, I felt last night when I was praying is I used to be a man that knew how to fast and pray. And I found myself over time being caught up with everything else and lingering on the things that are important to God. Now, if it wasn't important, I'm sure he wouldn't have put it in there for us, but he told us to fast and to pray. And so I'm just telling off on myself tonight. And I've, I've discovered I'm going to, but I've just almost got to learn to do it all over again. There used to be a time I could fast for 21 days and just eat bread and water. Now I can't hardly go by the store without a, you know what I mean, a little Debbie. <laughs> and I know I make light of it, but you can look at me and, and tell that I've, I've ate a lot of sweets in my day. But they're good. But I know somebody that's greater, and his name is Jesus. And I want to encourage you tonight, folks, as we get ready to pray, that just by the way of remembrance, and this is what it's all about tonight, is that we just speak to one another, and we bring about our way of remembrance. I'm to provoke you to good works and to encourage you, and you do me that way as well. But I'd like to encourage the church that if we could just... Start, and you might do this, and if you do, then I'm thankful. But if you don't, let, let's think about start fasting and praying like we used to again. And if you've never done it, then I encourage you to do it. And if you've done it before and it's been a while, I, I just want to encourage you that you do. But that was something that God laid on my spirit. Because I want to finally, I feel like I'm getting a lot of things right in my life. I really want him to be the lordship over my life. I really want him to be number one above anything else around me. And I feel like that he is at times until I begin to read and study and begin to meditate. Then I find out there's a lot of things that I still got to lay aside that slows me down, that I'm involved in more than what I should be involved in. So seek first the kingdom and hunger after him. God wants us to have an appetite of spiritual things. The natural man cannot receive the things of the spirit. And we really want an authentic move of God. We can't let the natural man, this fleshly man, have his way. When we're really praying and seeking God, we have to really lay aside this fleshly, earthly vessel that we have 
And I know it's hard, believe me. But when we really want to move of God and we really want God to uh, answer prayer and we really want God to roll back the windows of heaven and when we really want God to uh, move mountains that need to be moved, that's when prayer and fasting and that's when laying aside those things that we thought was important and all of a sudden God builds up our spirit man. I had a woman one time, I was a, a new pastor at a little church in Fredericktown, Missouri. There had been about 12 pastors there in about 11 years and it was one of those churches that the organization blessed their heart they loved us but they they just put somebody there because nobody wanted it and I didn't know a whole lot they told me to go do it do it do it but never showed me how to do it but I was young zealous and ready to do it and I had a lady come up to me in a in an early morning service we was doing a uh preaching I preached and uh uh, the Lord blessed, and we had about 30 or 40 there that, this morning, that morning, and there was about a man and a woman that was a middle-aged couple had come to the church this morning, and they had come from St. Louis, and I didn't know them at all, really. Um, they had just come, and somebody at the church knew them at one time. But anyways, to make a long story short, they had come, and she had come up for prayer, and she was sitting on the front seat. Now, I had just prayed, and I had been fasting uh, the week prior to that, and I, uh, as she was sitting there, her husband came up to me as the altar call, and she said, would you please pray? Go pray for my wife. She needs prayer. And I said, of course. So I went over there, and I laid my hands on her head, and I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, touch this sweet little lady. <laughs> I said, I don't know what her need is, God, but you do. And she jumped out of that seat, and her eyes come out of her head, look like. And she said, I'm going to kill you. Those were the words that she spoke to me. And you talking about a young man scared. You know, she just, I mean, she scared me. I'll just be honest with you. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting, you know, oh, Jesus, you know. She didn't fall out. That wasn't for sure, but. And there was something a couple seconds later after I got my composure that got a hold of me. And then I, I, there was something that just began to build my faith. And I know it was the Lord that day. It had to be. And I mean, I began to bind that thing and rebuke that thing and, well, wrestled with it for about 30 minutes. My church was scared to death. They'd never seen nothing like that. And I mean, she watered in the floor like a snake and she threw up all over the place. But anyway, long story short, I began to pray for a suicide spirit. And that night, that day, after everything was said and done and we got, she got delivered, her husband said she had got a butcher knife the night before and was trying to kill herself. And so I guess for the kingdom's sake, this is what I'm saying, for the kingdom's sake, we never know what we're going to come up against, church. We never know any given moment what kind of service that we're going to have that God's got to have some people that has sought the kingdom first and that put him first. If I not fasted the week before that and done the things I was supposed to do in the spirit realm and I'm thankful that I had a hear, ear to hear what he was saying to do it and I'm thankful that I listened that day not that I'm somebody because I'm not. I'm just simply trying to say that back I listened to what the spirit was telling me and I obeyed him. And see, God just wants us first to put him, number one, priority. Because see, our lives are not ours. They're hid in Christ. And at the end of the day, 
He's our God. And our job is to do the work of the ministry, what he's called us into. Our job is to train and equip men and women for the ministry. Our job is if there's somebody that comes in that has no hope, we give them hope. Our job is if we'll put God first, whatever needs that we have outside of our flesh or in our flesh, he'll take care of those. But if we do the kingdom thing, and if we do what he tells us to do, then whatever his kingdom needs, he knows that there's people that will make it happen because he flows through us tonight. He chose to flow through us. His work does not come, he don't come out of heaven and put himself here and does it. He flows through you and I tonight. That's all he does. He, every time Brother Miller lays hands on somebody and prays and they get healed, God is using Brother Miller's and shoom, the spirit of the Lord is blowing through them. Not because of a man, but just simply because we're doing his kingdom work tonight. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Then all the other stuff will be added to us tonight. Aren't you glad that we are his children? And that, that God says, listen. Only thing I want you to do is do for me. There's not a one of us that don't have a child, and I'm closing with this. We should all want to be hungry and thirsty. <clears throat> clutter can do a lot of things in our life. And if we don't get the clutter out, it clogs us up. And if we get clogged up, we can't do a whole much for the Lord. And there's been a time in my life that I've let my self be so cluttered I was barely doing good for myself, let alone God. And I really believe that God called us to this church for a purpose. I believe if you want to, as, as the prophet said, for such a time as this, we're here. So if you would, would you stand tonight? And I just want to encourage you, <clears throat> let's seek him first and his righteousness and let him add all the other things to us. If we put him first, we won't have to worry about going hungry. If, he, if, the, if, the, if the sparrow fall from the sky and he clothes the grass and he, and he takes care of all these things, well, he's going to take care of us tonight. I truly believe that when we seek him first and his righteousness and his kingdom, that all the other things will be added to you and I tonight. And we'll walk away have you ever went and prayed for somebody and you went to encourage them but you walked away more encouraged than they encouraged you instead of you encouraged them? See, this is a kingdom thing tonight that we're doing, folks, and that's for reaching people. And I don't know really how to have you to pray. I just, as far as me, I think that I would just like for you to come and, and if you've been lackadaisical like I have been just ask the Lord to help you to get your mind thought back onto the kingdom of God and doing the work of the Lord and to just obeying him in the spirit and having a hearing ear that you can hear what the spirit's saying because see we're getting ready for a great move of God and we don't know I don't want to say this wrong because I don't want it to be that way but we don't know what types of people is going to come in here we don't know if some people's going to just need flat out delivered 
We don't know if marriages is just going to be restored. We don't know, you know, what salvation somebody might need. But the only thing that God says, if you'll put me first, then you're able to meet those that come in and take care of the needs that's there. And so would you come tonight and just pray in the way that you feel led to pray? I just kind of felt like that that's where God wanted us to go is seek me first. Seek me first and then I'll add all these other things to you. And if, if you're going through something tonight and maybe it's for you if you need something from the Lord and maybe God's just saying that seek me first and, and my righteousness and all these other things shall be added to me. And maybe that's where he's going. But would you come? Just come on and, and uh, just find you a place to pray and, and ask God to, you know, take care of you. He said to lay up our treasures in heaven. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. And when we put him first, he'll take care of us. So I just want to encourage you. Father, we love you tonight. We ask you, God, as these lovely people has come and they have gathered together in this place tonight, God, to hear from you and to pray.